acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wooden. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bullen. Ben, we've got a, uh, a really cool topic today. One, I, I love this vehicle. Oh, yeah. I've, I've loved this since the very beginning. I think I think a lot of people have. This is kind of like um, maybe even one generation's, uh, you know, when they put up the poster of the, the Lamborghini Countach on the wall. Right. <laughs> I think some kids had uh, Viper posters on the wall. Oh, yeah. I would bet, because it was such a dramatic design at the time in uh, in the early 90s, when this thing, for late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, do the do the catch up. What was well, it? Eighty nine. Eighty nine was the concept uh, for the first Viper. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it debuted at the North American International Auto Show. Um, you know, it had a lot to do with uh, Carol Shelby and Lee Iacocca mm-hmm. and those guys. That was you know kind of around the, the range. Um, Bob Lutz, I think, was involved in this a bit, um, at, at least at some point. But um, you got to remember, and you know, I mentioned the, the Lamborghini poster because I had one on my wall when I was a kid. I think a lot of them, yeah, you know, from well, my I era, did. Okay, had to be red. Uh, well, you got to remember that Lamborghini at the time was a subsidiary of Chrysler when they developed this vehicle. Mm-hmm. So Chrysler goes back to Lamborghini and says, you know, it's kind of the thing like where Volkswagen and Lamborghini and you know the, the uh, Bentley and all that, right? Uh, so Chrysler goes to Lamborghini and they they say they um, they need a prototype to be built, so they build. Um, this aluminum, they they say, like we need an engine to start with. We're need going to have to build a uh, an aluminum engine out mm-hmm. of the iron engine that we already have using for your, that you're using for your truck right now. Because they had a big V10 mm-hmm. truck engine, and uh, to put it in a sports car, they're going to need to make it aluminum. So they went to Lamborghini and had them do that. And of course, Carroll Shelby's involved with designing the car because you know he's got his long racing history and just. Well, we know all about Carol Shelby. We, right. Uh, we check done, out our episode on it. <laughs> we've done a, yeah, okay. I forgot if we'd done one even. But um, So by 1991, this is incredibly fast, Ben. This is yeah. so fast. By 1991, Carol Shelby is driving a, a Dodge Viper at the Indianapolis 500 as the pace car. Yeah, and let's, let's go ahead and disabuse anybody's notion from that association uh, with, with the luxury supercar company. Uh, Viper's. 
are at this point raw power. Yes. This is not, you don't have any, you know, custom ostrich leather uh, seating or uh, some sort of, you know, smart GPS device or memory foam or whatever. No, this was, this is, and it was so, so different from anything else they were doing at the time. Didn't remember, fit into any category. Remember, we're coming off the tail end of like the, the Aries K cars and you remember yeah. all those, the, uh, but they saved the company. They did. At the, yeah. at the time. But now, now we're, we're seeing these, these V10 powered, um, I hate to say muscle car, but it kind of is. It's a, it's a, it's a sort of muscle car. They don't, right. they don't call it that. We'll talk about it's, that. How later. about we say it's got muscle car DNA? Yeah, that's probably a good way to say it. Um, and, and the cool thing about this, Ben, is that, you know, in 1992, that's when they start develop, cause he drove it at the 500 mm-hmm. early on. It's like a pre-production version when Shelby's out there in the pace car. So everybody's yeah. eyes are on this pace car. Uh, I, I would, you know what? I'm going to say the world's eyes were on him at that point. Oh, yeah. It's talk of the town. And the world around. by uh, 1992, they're actually starting to ship these things to customers, and they built them. This is so cool. You can find photos of this. They built them by hand at the Connor Avenue Assembly Plant in Detroit, right next to the line where they built the Prowler. So oh, you've yeah. got two vehicles rolling down two lines that are parallel with each other in the same plant. One side, they're building Vipers by hand. One side, they're building Plymouth Prowlers by hand. That was the coolest factory ever to go to. Now, were you able to get a first-hand look at any I of that? I did, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I spent some time there when, you know, with the Chrysler or whatever, but uh, it was so, so cool. And then again, in 1996, they had the Dodge Viper GTS, mm-hmm. they had the Indy 500 pace car, you know, for the, uh, for the, the, um, that's the, that's the hardtop, the coupe. With yeah. the uh, the blue one with the white stripes, it's very iconic. You know, everybody mm-hmm. everybody kind of looks back to that design. The um, the car that people love looking at, even if they're not car fans. Exactly, exactly. So, um, I don't know. I think everything and everything after that has been Corvettes and Camaros. <laughs> Every year, you know. In fact, I'm going to say Ben going back to 1911. Everything but the Vipers were all Corvettes and Camaros. Even <laughs> pre, even though Corvettes weren't invented for forty years, yeah, they were still pacing the Indy Five Hundred. <laughs> I could see how look, some people might have seen yeah, that. Look it up, folks. It's yeah, like, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, all right. So Scott's joking for anybody who's rushing to Google. Okay. Uh, so without uh, further ado, we would like to, uh, with a big thank you to the Viper Nation. Uh, we would like to talk about what happened in 2008 when Chrysler put up the Viper brand for sale, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, well, they, they said, you know, our company is in dire straits, right? And they tried to sell it. Um, nobody bought it. Uh, there was... Which is shocking to me. Which is really strange to me. I don't know why. I mean, it's such, it's, again, iconic vehicle, iconic American vehicle. I think uh, somebody would have picked that up, but, but it sat there. Yeah, it seems like it's a. Uh, it, it seems like it was a no-brainer, but for some reason they didn't get sold, which turned out to be lucky for Chrysler because later Chrysler uh, gets its association with Fiat, and uh, the Viper was saved. So let's uh, let's fast forward to uh, the cut past all the rumors in the intervening years and say yes. The 2013 SRT Viper. Yeah, that's right, and it's important that we distinguish that it's not a Dodge. Not a Dodge. Not a, not a Chrysler, not a Dodge, no, not, not a Fiat. Not a Fiat. Not a Fiat, but <laughs> it's its own brand. It's uh, This is the uh, the thing about this new Viper, the 2013 Viper. Um, and apparently, Ben, there was no 2012 Viper, if I if I read all this information yeah, right. Yeah, I think but, so, um, yeah. But, but SRT is now its own brand within Chrysler. So it's like a high-performance group within 
the main company. So, right. you know, all the SRT vehicles, the other SRT vehicles that they make, like, you know, at one time they were making crossfires that were SRT6. They make mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, um, well, of course, they had an SRT4 caliber, a neon body type vehicle that they had. Um, and now you can even see the, you know, the Charger and the Challenger and the mm-hmm. 300 and all those that are, that are SRTs. But, SRT is now its own its own division, its own performance division. High yeah, performance division. it used to stand for Street and Racing Technology, but now it's its own brand. It still does stand for that, but it's again it's oh separate. yeah it went from like a division to a brand. It's just separate from the main company. That's all. yeah it still stands for Street and Racing Technology. So what uh, what's happening with the uh, 2013 SRT Viper is. Pretty exciting. They've all. Did you know they've already sold the first one? Have they really? Oh, let yeah. me let me guess. Can I guess? Yeah, Jay Leno. <laughs> or do you know? I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Just but, a uh, just a wild guess because I, I assume that he's in line for something like this. Oh, he should be. I hope yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, first Viper uh, sold in auction um, earlier this year hmm. uh, for three hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, three no okay. Okay. You get the get. You know what VIN number you get for that? <laughs> what VIN number? Number, number one. one. Number one. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. How cool is that? Um, so okay. So sold at auction three hundred thousand dollars. That's a significant price because the the base price according to Motor Trend is about ninety five thousand. Right. Which yeah. is still expensive. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I mean to pay three hundred thousand to be first in line. That's. Uh, I wonder who that is. Oh, and you get for that ninety five grand. Yeah, tell us what you get, Ben. Oh, are you kidding? Okay, well, there's some stuff. Let's. Uh, I, okay. Is it fair I, to say it's all new? It's. I. I don't know, man. How so, about mostly new? Mostly new is great. Okay. Mostly new is fair. Uh, it's still a Viper. It's got a V10. Um, the truck engine stuff is gone, though. The old truck engine criticism is getting, th- or you know, people used to say, "Well, it's a truck engine." Yeah, so it's based on the truck engine, right? Right. Say, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't really, I think, a fair criticism to begin with. Mm-hmm. But the V10 is eight point four liters. Uh, it's got six hundred forty horsepower. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's an awful lot of horsepower. That's a. That's a. That's a ton of horsepower, 640. Because you know that's that's kind of up there though, where we're talking about like when, you know the the new Corvettes and um, mm-hmm. some of the uh, the ZR1 Camaros and you know the, uh, the the great big block motors. Right on, yeah. They're uh, they're in that range right now. So 640 horsepower is a lot. Don't get me wrong, but they're right in the ballpark with some of these other um, American muscle cars slash supercars. Yeah, they're in the pack. There. Yeah. Of the of the neo muscle cars mm-hmm. we could call them. Uh two hundred and six miles per hour. Whoa. I know. That's right? it. now that's incredible because when you go back to um you know the original Viper. Yeah. Uh the original Viper, the top speed was somewhere in like a hundred and fifty range or something like that. And at the time, you know, that was pretty darn quick. I mean yeah, it was a zip, yeah. early nineties, I mean it was fast. It was uh I think it only had like only I say only, but um, <laughs> it had 400 horsepower, mm-hmm. which was a lot at the time because right. you know cars typically. I mentioned the K car thing; cars were really scaled down at that point. Even you know the the sports cars of the day, they didn't have 400 horsepower. They didn't have uh, V10 engines. They didn't mm-hmm. have things like that going for them. And the Viper did. That was what made it unique and strong and um, made it really stand. Of course, its styling, of course, made yeah. it stand out. You know, the giant gills in the side and everything. But um, to get this thing up to 640 and 206 miles an hour, mm-hmm. that's pretty incredible. And, of course, this isn't all this this uh, this power, this 
uh, higher power uh, isn't all due to just the engine. Uh, the chassis is 50% lighter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there have been uh, there's been a lot of work to make sure that they trim this weight to power ratio. One of the things that maybe could be seen as the most controversial to the to the old school Viper fans is uh, stability control becoming standard on the yeah, Viper. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned this. And I don't know what you have to say about this, but I've got a, a few things to mention on this because I've read some articles with uh, the designer of this car. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ralph, yeah. Ralph Gill is his name. Uh-huh. Uh, for the SR- He's the SRT brand president right now. And if you probably, if you read these magazines, you probably recognize his name from back in the Chrysler days, too. He was on the design team, you know, Tom Gale and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, from again, from a Motor Trend interview, he mentioned that you know it does have a lot of modern technology that you you have to you have to include. It's a mandated items, right? It's it's against the law not to have yeah, like ABS control. and stability control and all this is going on. But um, he said that we've worked really really hard so it runs in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't become obtrusive. It doesn't become um, you know a, a difficult thing to get around. Right. Um, and I believe I believe you can shut it off on these vehicles. That's kind of a, a feature that's been around for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. there, there are ways around these things that you can you can uh, the ABS. I don't think so. I think that has to remain there. Yeah, I think you can't get. A, I don't know how you get around the ABS, but the stability control. You're on the money with that. Yeah, and- you could you could turn that off. And they anticipated some criticism about this, too. Yeah, because, you know, there's this modern technology group that says, you know, this is great. I can drive this car anywhere. I can drive as hard as I want. Yep. And uh, I feel safe in it. I can I can do whatever I want. Then there are these purists. And the purists, are, they have, like, this real kind of this ideology that, you know, a car should be just a man and machine and there shouldn't be any power systems. There should be no power steering, no right. no ABS, no traction control, none of that. I want to just I want to drive it and I want to be in control of it at all times. I don't want anything assisting me. And the original Viper was really on the same page for these drivers because it didn't have forced induction, no all-wheel drive, no stability control, uh, it it no automatic transmission. A lot of them said that's part of the charm of the vehicle. Right. Is that, yeah. Is that you know it, it was this unruly vehicle that was uh, it was a brute. It was a it was a just a strong strong road-going car that uh, you could get in and and have a lot of fun in. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, 
I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think I I think it's so um, it's so difficult to to say that that kind of criticism is not valid because. I think it really is when it comes down to the driver, you know, especially, especially if you're going to pay $95,000, I would say go buy an older Viper if that's what you want, you know, because it's, it's the reviews are the views that I have seen and the research that we've done. The 2013 SRT is a different ride. Yeah. From what I hear. And, you know, one thing that you mentioned, you know, you said go buy an older Viper. One thing that they would get in the older Viper is apparently a uh, an interior that uh, we'd be kind here. It's uh, <laughs> it was cheap, according to uh, according to reviewers. Now yeah. I've been I've been in an older Viper, Ben. I've been in a much older Viper, uh, like the the first generation, mm-hmm. you know, the four hundred horsepower one that you know everybody thought was really really fast and really cool. Yeah. It was cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but. Um, I, I didn't get a feeling that it was cheap. I mean, but maybe I wasn't trying. I wasn't really trying to compare it to like you know world supercars of the time or anything like that. Exactly. Um, it it was what it was, and it was it was a fun car to drive. I didn't really pay attention to the way things lined up on the dash or you know the way the uh, the door panels fit or anything mm. like that. It just it wasn't really coming into my mind. But now that I see now that I see images of the new Viper, the 2013 mm-hmm. versus the the first gen. Of course, you're going to see some advances in technology like the. Uh, the LCD display, and sure. you know, instead of the uh, the old analog gauges and power seats, yeah, the nav systems and all that. It right. just it looks very much, I guess, well put together. That's probably the best way to say it. It's well put together. The older ones, they're very functional. That's yeah, maybe the best way to say it. Minimalist. Yeah, minimalist maybe. But uh, but they've definitely done away with the uh, the cheap 
as they'll call it, interior. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it was cheap, but I'd say it was uh, it was different. It's not high end because it's only. I would argue it's comparatively cheap, as in compared to a Lamborghini, compared to a Ferrari. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you mention Ferrari, though, now they've had the uh, the seat makers. The, yeah. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this, but Sabelt maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. S a b e l t Sabelt. They uh, just make seats for Ferrari. Exactly. They did. Exactly. They make seats uh, for the Ferrari, and uh, and they chose them to create the seats for the 2013 SRT Viper as well. Uh-huh. So um, you get different leather options, you know, and different uh, different textures that you can get, and it's just a, it's it's a much better experience for the owner to be able to choose something like that versus here's what we put in there and it's cloth. I'm glad you said that because uh, customization is going to be one of the keys for this. Uh, I, I have to give you this quotation. I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard it. Uh, Sergio Marchoni uh, okay. s- saw the um, – and, I'm, of course, I'm butchering names. Uh, Sergio Marchoni saw the interior of the 2013. He's the head of Fiat, right? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> he said, "He said, what the beep are these Barca loungers doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very I think nice. he was surprised. I, you know, I'm going to have like – I have just a uh, – a yeah. quick thing that I read today, and I don't even have any of the details here, but I think that uh, Ralph Ralph Gilles, mm-hmm. he surprised Marcioni with uh, with a full size model. Yes, um, that was, and I, I don't have any of the details. I don't have it in front of me because I just read it before uh-huh. we stepped in here. But um, he said I, he was expecting, I think, to see some drawings when mm-hmm. he said, you know, I'm gonna I want to show you the new Viper, and uh, Gilles had already put together like a full size model mm-hmm. of the Viper, you know, the 2013 Viper, and it surprised him. He said, you know, I. I didn't know you were doing it, but now that you have done it, mm. fantastic job. You know, it's like what a what a what a spectacular car. And I think he did the same thing. Then Marcioni used the model to show was it shareholders or I don't remember. Yeah, maybe the board. I've got I've got just a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, one of uh, Gil's descriptions. Uh, so when he couldn't hide, when Ralph couldn't hide the project anymore, mm-hmm. he gets. Uh, Sergio in there and surprises him, right? And yeah. apparently, uh, Sergio isn't isn't too happy originally to be uh, surprised, yeah. but he's quickly overcome by how stunned he was. And then you're right, Scott. He uh, pulled the same trick with the board. And so the quote from Ralph is, I remember Sergio shushing everyone. He just wanted to look at it. Wow. So he like he brought, he brought it in, brought brought the board to the full size model, and then you know exclamations ensue, and then he apparently yeah. goes shh. Yeah, look at it. Quiet, everybody. Yeah, and the, and it's no surprise because this. Um, I don't yeah. know, man. This is a. I have nothing but good things to say about this. Car. I I do too, and you know the thing is like, they had a they had an option here at one point. This is again from the Motor Trend interview. Yeah, they they talked about this um, with with Ralph as far as styling goes, and he said, you know, we 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 really deliberated about this and said, you know, like, what do we do with the new design? Because we're, it's, it's blank slate here. What do we right. do? Yeah. And if you're looking at this car, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I think what you see is a lot of the 96 coupe that I was mentioning, the blue and with the white stripes. Yeah. The one that was point. the pace car, right? Yeah. It looks a lot like that. There's a reason for that. He said, you know, it's it, the car. And this is right from him. He said, the Viper shape is iconic and, mm-hmm. you, and you just simply don't mess with an icon. And, you know, the, this is kind of what, this this is similar to what I was reading about um, the new Corvette. You know, there's going to be the uh, the C7 Corvette that's coming out soon. Yeah. The I read that the designer of this has really been sweating this recently, and I don't know about recently, but maybe months ago, um, that you don't want to be the guy that screws up the Corvette. He said, you know, it's it's an iconic car. You get some you get 
opportunities in your life to do things that are, that could be great, and you don't want to just screw this up completely. Because he said, <laughs> if I if I'm known then from this point forward as a guy that screwed up the Corvette for C set for the seventh generation, yeah, that's all I'm known as. That's true. If I'm the guy that that makes a great version of this, then I'm known as that the rest of my life. So. Um, you know, Gilles understood this, and he said, "You know, you don't mess with this icon, iconic mm-hmm. design. You keep the long hood. You keep the, uh, you know, the cab rearward design because it's way at the back. The cab mm-hmm. of this thing, it's got a long, long hood for that V10. Um, it's got the double bubble roof, you know, just like yeah. the the other one for the. And that's a throwback to racing days, and that was for racing helmets so they could fit inside. And the the actual the 2013 Viper is a little taller too. I it's slightly taller. Yeah, I've got the dimensions here in a second, yeah. but um, it's got side exhaust. It's got those great big gills on the side, mm-hmm. um, vents on the hood. Functional. Um, you know, those aren't ornaments. Those are functional. No, everything is functional. There's no there's nothing that's really decorative on this thing. It's all functional. Um, it's a big car, Ben. It's yeah. a, I mean, it weighs 3,300 pounds, mm-hmm. which sounds like an awful lot, but I mean, that's kind of like I think a Taurus even weighs that, a Ford Taurus, or somewhere right. near there. Yeah, yeah. But this thing will go 0 to 60 in 3.3 seconds. 3.3 seconds. That's like motorcycle fast. That's wild. Practically motorcycle fast. Um, again, front engine, rear-wheel drive. The dimensions, you know, you mentioned that it's a little taller. It's about 49.1 inches tall. Um, that's not really that tall, really. It's still pretty no, low. It's low slung. But, but wide. It's 76.4 inches wide. And the length, Ben, these things are almost, it's its nearly 15 feet long. What? Yeah. 15 feet long. Yeah. That's, a, that's a long car. So, you know, until you're next to one, until you're, until you're right up next to it, you don't really realize how big these cars are. A lot of that is because they have to incorporate that long hood for the, the V10 engine. Oh, which is, man, that engine. I have engine envy. It's awesome. <laughs> it I mean, is beautiful. And, and the thing is, you know, I, I have been in a, uh, I think the latest one, or the, the, Maybe the fourth generation was the one I was in because this is the fifth generation. This is the fifth generation. I've, yeah, I've you driven, were the fourth generation. I've driven a fifth. Ge- or, I'm sorry, a fourth generation, and it was slight. I mean, by slightly, it was 3.4 seconds zero to sixty. So that's not much slower. Yeah. About 600 horsepower. Um, as far as like you know, the, the feel of the thing, it's it's yeah. it's unbelievable. When you start up, it's like a race car starting up, and that was um, we're talking 40 horsepower more. It's got a bigger engine. It's just it's it's everything is more 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 for mm-hmm. for the fifth gen. Were you so on I, a track? No, no, I was. Uh, it was uh, at the studio, you know. But Whoa. but you get it. We had the opportunity to drive it around the studio, you know, like as far as outside in the. Uh, it was an industrial area. Yeah. And um, I'll be honest. When I got back, uh-huh. my legs were shaking so bad I could almost not get out of the car. Oh, like it was wow. just such like the adrenaline yeah. rushing through you. I took a um, one of the one of the lighting guys out with me. Uh huh. And I terrified us both. I think, like I, I couldn't believe it because we, you know, we really only had one chance, one one way down, one way back. Right. right. And there's a turn at the end, a hard turn at the end. And uh, not saying that we cut it close or anything. I'm right. just saying that you know, the the, the lightning fast accelerator. It goes. It, it'll do zero to one hundred in seven point six seconds. That's that's incredibly fast. That probably gets you to the turn. Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> that was. I'm sorry. That was a fourth gen document. So I don't know. I don't. Maybe even faster for the fifth gen. Um, yeah, but it, it's such a feeling of, of power. I mean, and it crackles and it pops like a race car. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're in a race car. And let's let's go into uh, some of the motivations that SRT has building this. Sure. Okay. So one of the things that one of the things that they've done that's clearly apparent. Not only is there uh, more power, more punch there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've talked a little bit about the aesthetic quality, how there's more uh, more luxurious interior, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, that's because 
they've decided that they want to get some of what they call conquest buyers. Okay. What's a conquest buyer? It's like their term for someone who is buying something as a status symbol or trophy car. So, for instance, the people who would say, oh, I gotta, gotta have a Countach, you know, they're, they're thinking maybe we'll make this interior a little bit more like a luxury car, and then maybe we'll also have people who will buy that sort of as a status symbol. So, a, a, like an extreme sports car with a luxury interior, really. Right. Luxury feel. Right. So this is trying to go to to be a couple of different things to a couple of different demographics. Mm -hmm. And they've also got uh, another model of this. There are two Viper models. Okay. So there's the SRT and then there's the GTS. And the GTS is a little bit more expensive. Okay. About 20 20 grand. And and what does that get you? Oh, 20 grand? Wow. Yeah. What does that get you? So the... uh, all right, so you've got some uh, adjustable damper units. Um, the They say that the stiffer GTS setup in track mode is a little bit superior. Um, it carries an extra 77 pounds. Mm, okay. So you get 77 pounds of extra stuff. I don't know if um, I like that. All right, so the SRT model, right, uh, has the ability to turn off the stability control, right? Sure. The GTS has two additional settings. You can set it for sport or track. Uh, This is from the Automobile Mag Review. Uh, The sport track will raise the threshold of system intervention. And, or excuse me, the sport setting raises the threshold of intervention. The track keeps the same limits on yaw control, but turns off the traction control. Okay. Okay. So, so you get a little bit more customization with the stability control, and um, the 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 feeling I'm getting about the GTS is is that it's a little bit higher. Yeah, I think so. Because wasn't one of the things like um, I think you can get an even better sound system or something like that. Yeah, stuff like that. But but when you're talking about better, you're talking about going from like 12 speakers up to 18 speakers in this tiny little compartment. So right, um, you know, it's maybe made by a better manufacturer or something like that. You know, someone that uh, are just premium level features. In the same package, really. Yeah, so if you were lucky enough to get your uh, boss or significant other or parents or children to get you one of these for Christmas, don't complain if it's an SRT. Uh, I, I would actually, to be honest, for my money, I'd, I'd prefer the SRT. I don't know if the price difference... It's a little more raw is what you Fully like. justifies. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what a Viper is uh, supposed to be, isn't you it? Know, you know what? I'm not going to, I don't want to get into this right now, but, okay. <laughs> but you reminded me, like you said, racing and track... Yes. In, a, in a moment, I want to talk about some racing things that, when we talk about our, our movies because there's a, there's a racing tie-in to this that I oh. think is really cool. So, yes. But there's a couple other things I want to cover here first is that – oh, right on. one other quick thing. What's up? When you said Conquest Buyer, I immediately wrote down here Con- Chrysler Conquest TSI. I think <laughs> we need to do maybe a show on the Conquest TSI at some date. Uh, some That's a good idea. Future date because um, – there's a lot of interesting things going on with that car. Another Chrysler car, but uh, a lot of innovations in that vehicle. So, okay, um, okay. 2013 SRT Viper. Yes. This is amazing, Ben. It's already nominated for the 2013 World Performance Car of the Year Award. Yes. Now, yes. I sent you an email with this, and we're laughing because <laughs> you said I thought it was nominated for the, the 2013 Worst Performance Car of the Year Award. And I said, no, no, not worst. <laughs> yeah. World. I'm Big sorry, difference. Man. No, no. 
It's funny because I was reading that. Um, it was very helpful to send yeah. these uh, to send these links. Like, check this stuff out because we're always so excited when we talk about a new topic. And wow. then I didn't read it enough. Yeah, yeah you're a quick a quick read, right? <laughs> so, anyways, the way this works, the World Performance Car or the Year Award. Yeah. Uh, three finalists, which are announced on uh, March 5th of, of next year of 2013, mm-hmm. and then the winner will be announced at the New York International Auto Show on March 28th of the same year of 2013. But to me, this is pretty incredible that the SRT Viper is already being considered for uh, the World Performance Car of the Year Award. Now, they're basing you know this on Viper performance from years past and everything because you know this is an all-new vehicle. Right. It's an SRT, the SRT brand alone, but they know what to expect from this. They're yeah. going to get their hands on an early copy, I'm sure, to, uh, to fully evaluate this thing. I hope so, man. I'd love to be those guys. Uh, yeah. A couple, couple of quick facts, just stats to sure. finish up. Um, so they've got uh, the brakes. You could get uh, these are brake discs, fourteen inch. You can get them solid, or there's the option to get two piece. Those are big brakes. Yeah, no kidding. Um, uh, Pirelli tires, of course. Uh, one of the other reasons they lost weight, the intake manifold is composite. Oh, um, this uh, That's smart. Yeah, so this this is part of there. There's a. There's a car-wide calculation about reducing weight, and it's 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 ever present. Um, you ever look under the hood of a Viper, Ben? You ever been in, in the presence of, of a, a Viper, Viper when when they open the hood? It's it's un, I, it's unbelievable. I was able to look under the hood of a Viper once. And, what do you think? And I just absolutely impressed. I was like, "Is this a car? It's, is it's, there a car in here, or is this a?" It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's a huge. Huge engine. It's a monster, and I it's impressive. Love... It's impressive looking. It looks like a race yeah. car motor. It really does. It's I would a... love to take apart one and play with it. Man. I would say that 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 motor is on, the, or that engine is on the on the lines of like you know when they put uh, Ferrari engines under glass. You know, like it, you know the back the yeah. back end of the vehicle, and they have a, a, a plexiglass cover on it, or, uh-huh. or whatever the, the material is, um, or you know the new uh, the new Corvettes that have a glass cover on them so you right. can see the engine Partition, yeah. i don't know why they haven't done that on the viper maybe it's uh maybe it's just something they don't maybe do. they could it, well that might be a little high end oh also last thing viper roadsters yeah stay tuned says srt oh really uh-huh it's on the way huh well uh yeah why not they're they're not they're not saying they're just saying i gotta i gotta yeah. say i like what? the coupe design so much better yeah, and they launched as a coupe, so I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really um, cool. But, but that's going back to the heritage because they—I mean—that was the original was a roadster. Oh man! Remember well. with the, uh, the the side curtains that didn't quite fit right, <laughs> and uh, it was but like I said, it was rough—you know, kind of roughly put together at first, but yeah. uh, but an awesome, awesome car. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... 
same old us. Oh, and catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught— a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we go, Scott. Let's, uh, I'll make this quick. Uh, I'm going to call this listener mail Redemption. Very nice. We have redeemed ourselves, this, my friend. This sounds good. This is good. Um, now, you wrote back to this guy already, I think. But do you remember way back when we did From the Ground to the Gas Pump? I do. And before then when we did jet engines, jet-powered vehicles? Yes. That aren't jets? Oh, there well, aren't jets. Yeah, yeah right. we had Logan write in to tell us that we had uh, had some had some uh, cross wires on yeah, a few things. Logan said you're completely wrong. <laughs> he was way nicer than that, Scott. On the uh, on the jet episode. On the jet episode, and so uh, Logan, being an expert in this, uh, wrote an email to us that was um, so courteous and uh, so detailed that we said, you know what, we're going to read this in the beginning and we're going to go along with this guy. So Logan wrote back to us, man. That's right. And he said, morning, guys. Uh, you are awesome. Perfect episode. Covered the topic well. Informative and to the point. Uh, we don't always get accused of being to the point. Did he say perfect episode? I think he's he's very he's being very kind. <laughs> so he's, on the jet episode, we had we had mixed up some facts about petroleum and the and the fuels and how they're they're developed. Mm-hmm. And he, being a petroleum expert, mm-hmm. wrote in and said, "Here's the way it really is." And mm-hmm. we did an episode on petroleum products going yeah. from crude oil to gasoline, and you know, right to your car. And uh, apparently we got it right. And he said, you also have me blushing on my drive home from the lab. Thank you so much. I can now say two guys made me blush. I'll be passing this around the lab to actually help out some of my technicians with their own misconceptions. Oh, that's nice. Well, thank you, Logan, for writing us in. It means a lot to us. Um, 
whenever whenever somebody's nice enough to take the time to help us uh, correct something, we appreciate it because it helps us make sure our listeners know the facts. And uh, I feel redeemed. I feel like a shiny new penny. It's always good to know experts. And, of course, we've got to follow up with one more. Dallas writes to us from Brisbane, Australia. Ah. Hi, guys. Just finished listening to the Animal Cars episode, and you forgot one of the longest-running types, especially here in Australia. I'm talking about the Ford Falcon. I wrote him back as well. And, Scott, you wrote him back as well, so we'll just do a recap here for the listeners. Um, Falcon started in the U.S. in the early 60s before Ford Australia brought them. The American spec cars didn't handle Australian conditions. They earned a reputation for unreliability. Uh, Ford Australia did their own version of the Falcon uh, after the American version stopped. Uh, the most famous variants were the GT, later the GTHO. Uh, that's an FT handling option muscle cars. And uh, at one time in the 70s, uh, the GTHO Falcon held the fastest four-door production vehicle record in the world. Um, Unfortunately, they were stopped in the mid-70s due to the old criticism of muscle cars, excessive speed, and Mm. safety. I think think you can still buy a a car that's uh, badged Ford Falcon in Australia. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think you guys talked about this in the email. Uh, He said the Falcon still lives on today. Uh, It's got declining sales, and Australia is moving away from the bigger engines, right? Yeah, okay. But uh, it's, it's still around. You can uh, check it out, and uh, Dallas asked us to remember that we we should also look at outside of the United States for classic cars. I think that's cool. I appreciate him writing, um, and Dallas, as you know, uh, Scott has already written back to you, but uh, we're looking into it. We are investigating. Australian cars. There's some good ones out there. Yes, and plan to hear more about them in the future. Spoiler alert, I've already said too much. we got to get out of here. Uh, drop us a line on Facebook. Let us know what you think on Twitter. Uh, and you know what? If you want us to uh, maybe read your email on the air, feel free to drop us a line at carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. 
Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.